0: And we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Fans of Power. I'm Tyler T-Rex Baker. To some people, and uh, with me as always is the oh, man. I need to come up with a better analogy. I can't. I can't keep using the, the Wayne and Garthman over and over again here.
1: I don't know. You can say the man behind the mask. I don't know, the man of mystery. I don't know. No, no. Uh, you know, me,
0: I'm all about movies and tying it into movies and things like that. Well, that's why
1: oh, I was tying into sort of a movie, Man Behind the Mask, when uh, I was doing the video of Alice Cooper for, you know, Jason for part six of Friday the 13th, Man Behind the Mask. Who doesn't what, what, know that song? This is not exactly movie related. When people
0: think, you know, Man Behind the Mask, they're thinking, you know, yeah, like that, that's the name of some dr- dramatic movie or man. They're going to think
1: now. They're going to think Alice Cooper, Friday
0: the 13th. No, May-
1: no, 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 no. Friday the 13th, part six. That's what they're going to think. No, uh, no one's going to think that, Joe. Well, there. See, okay, there. You can set it. All, all right. Well, well, right I said,
0: instead of a, a cool way of introducing Joe, we just bantered for your – for your.
1: Uh, there. That's my so- introduction. Remember, I have no official name. Well, before, <laughs> I was going to say something. Before we get started and, you know, mention a couple – This is of-
0: Joe Amato for people who could be coming, you know – uh, join, joining the, uh, the these festivities on this podcast at, what, 88, which was a good year, because that was the year that gave us Willow and Roger Rabbit, and the Marvel Action Universe started in 1988. So, just name a couple of good things. And my brother was born in 1988,
1: so. All right. But also, do did we didn't get some stuff from uh, that, you know, in the the other markets throughout the uh, the country and the world where, you know. Yeah, the- where <laughs> Italy got the
0: Giants, and they oh. got the, the accessories of Scuba tack and mm. the Tower Tools, and
1: so it could be better
0: was given a year, one year drought before new adventures would show up in our stores. Yeah.
1: So that's unfortunate. But I was gonna say before I mention some of the news topics and then we get into our actual discussion, I wanted to say there was a couple things I, I got at I, uh, one I got at the store, the other I got in the mail. The first thing I'm gonna show you is gonna lead to actual a spin-off of a topic later, but it's this cool this Mario race car. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting reflection, but it's got like I don't know, his his hat. And then, like his mustache, I was like, "Why is this the coolest freaking little Hot Wheel that I ever seen?" It was two bucks. Why is Mario
0: sitting in the car, like sitting no. in like the cart?
1: Well, because he, it's it's like new kind of character. Oh, they're called character cars. So like, the car is part Mario's hat, part mustache, and and they have other characters. I mean that they released i didn't see them all there they just had i think toad and i think peach but the others were gone but this was cool and it leads to a conversation that we're going to have later a discussion that's why it was cool i seen this it spurred something the other is i'm sure a lot of you ordered your uh figures from shop mattel remember they had a lot of overstock and stuff and they had those very limited for the the disco new adventure skeletor i was like this had to be the coolest thing i love the all the little highlights of orange i mean Oh uh, shoot, I know Dirt's probably freaking out. I don't know if he ordered his, but what's cool is all the skulls and parts on this glow in the dark. It is the coolest freaking thing. And I don't know Dirt, did you order yours? Is it coming because I have my box that, you know, it's it's in another room I can show, but <laughs> well, I maybe you're in shock because you haven't got yours yet. Did, are you getting yours?
0: Hey, look at that face. <laughs> look at his hey, sun
1: it is so freaking cool I, I i was like wow why did they release it regular like this all the time it's like i love the staff though you'd have to you have to see it in person this isn't doing it justice but that's freaking cool so is so, that orange glow-in-the-dark paint yeah it's yeah the skull's orange i mean i mean the skull that's orange every orange part on it and all the skulls glow, glow in the dark but it's a creepy green glow in the dark you think it would be orange but it's just really weird, eerie green in the dark. It is freaky. So fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you were getting yours, but it's like, heck, I didn't even know there's a skull. You know, it's weird. It's because they were painting, but like on the skull of the helmet, I mean on the helmet, there's a skull in the front, but it's gold, but that glows too. But I didn't even know when I was looking at my original helmet, I was like, I never even knew there was a skull there until I seen this, you know, in gold. It's not
0: outstanding
1: well, I, outstanding yeah. and so I, I had to show you that stuff and um yeah Dirt uh, can't join us for the rest of the show um but i had to show him before he took off so i thought you would enjoy seeing that before you get yours and i'm sure you'll be getting that soon
0: he's in took off that irritable bowel syndrome must have really hit him hard he's
1: he's already gone and and of course just for you guys out there and of course i'm pulling your leg that's just a that's a custom that's that's not real it's a custom that <laughs> Yeah, there you go, boom. I, you know I me. Mean. I was just pulling along. Just you don't fun. remember that. You, you, you got
0: show up with a picture of me playing a He-Man arcade game. Is that real? <laughs> How did I miss that game? I wasn't aware. Well, that or was just like you know what they didn't make that. You know, it's not it's not documented. <laughs> you know, they didn't really make that kind of game. cordon, you know, it's just well, it was just. Make the sure case. you emphasized that that was a custom. Yeah, everyone.
1: that's why I was I was waiting. I was gonna, of course, lay everybody off the, But it's a it's a custom, and it is gonna be carded. You know. What?
0: You couldn't let that go and turn that into like the next Wonder Bread He-Man.
1: Uh, that would have been rotten. Right. Never no, want to do no, that. It is
0: real. In fact, I'm giving it for free to our producer, Doug, here, because you know what? He's a stand-up guy. He deserves to have the only one. Oh, and you have to come up with like some sort of. It's it's like the the Exxon gas station uh, uh, in a disco skeleton instead of Wonder Bread. It's like a gas right. station exclusive or something like that some
1: kind of thing but yeah that's especially for we have somebody in the live chat we have grim dagon and uh he was like what he said i want one so yeah i definitely wanted to make sure i let the cat out of the bag because i didn't want him hanging on and thinking it was real and then well, he him out. anyway <laughs> so, yeah maybe but i just want to let him know that now quickly before we get into our three main topics i was just going to say as for little bits of news what's going on first they said Um, From Super 7, they said the Ultimates are apparently there, I think, on a boat or something. Not on a boat. I think they're in San Francisco or somewhere, and they should be to people in about a week. So, they're here. They're just being held off. Something about in customs or there's like a strike or something. I don't know. But that's what they said for the Ultimates. So, they should be to people in a week. We'll see, hopefully. So, that's that quick little bit there. Also, Super 7, they sent along, I think, well, they sent along an email to everybody showing some really cool things that they're going to have coming at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, at least for the first time. And I think that they're going to, how do they describe it? Skelebration for, like, Skeletor or something? But they're showing the Reaction Series 3 of figures that had, like, I think it was Cobra Khan, uh, Stratos, Battle Armor He-Man, Battle Armor Skeletor, and I believe Tila. Yeah, Teal and Zodak, and Zodak. So that's them that'll be coming. Then they're going to do uh, two little two-packs of these muscle figures with a vehicle and a figure. It's like Skeletor and Rotan, and I can not remember if it was He-Man and Wind Raider, I think.
0: Raider, yeah.
1: Yeah, and those would be pretty cool. So there's two two-packs. And then... The other thing that was pretty cool, I got a oh, – it was a Rudy Obrero. They're going to have a special Rudy Obrero portfolio of, like, all his art, and that's in collaboration with the Power & Honor Foundation that they're doing that. So I was like, that's pretty cool for people that, you know, want to have some nice, clean, good pictures of Rudy Obrero's beautiful painted art. So that's their things that, you know, they'll be giving out. Along, I mean, well, uh, be offering, along with – um. I think they're doing a Reaction figure case. I'm thinking it's for Reaction, but it looks like a case to hold your figures and has some beautiful art on the outside. And I didn't know if that's from Jason Edmiston or not, but either way, beautiful art. That's that from Super 7. The other quick thing is, if you want to go to Funko shop, they have a new little two-pack of Dorbs. It has Mossman and it has Beastman. It's a cool two-pack. So that's getting that out of the way. And finally, Funko is introducing some nutty new things they're different fans are either yes or no it's it's they're split it's a new vinyl style of figure and there's no i in this vinyl it's spelled v y n l and they even say that it's called vinyl because there's what is this there there's no i in vinyl because there's always two of them it's always going to be in a two pack and it's supposed to be like it's not just for masters though because i don't want people thinking that they're just doing this for masters and like oh it's stupid everybody's getting dc's getting it like they're having um poison ivy and i think batgirl they're having freddie versus jason and of course the first masters two pack is going to be he-man and trap jaw they're kind of different you know i mean you know how it is you have to grow to like some things that's all the new news just want to get out of the way did not know if you've seen it your thoughts on any of them but that's all the quick news in two minutes by joe isn't
0: it pretty cool how we can burst through, you know, all this new news in, in a matter of minutes as opposed to dragging it on for an hour and a half. I just well, I mean,
1: well, I mean, those, like I said, those are just quick things. I mean, like when San Diego comic comes around.
0: You got to the point. No fluff. There's no facts on this steak. It's all well, meat. Not well, everything me, that you need.
1: Yeah, these, I mean, these were quick. I mean, it's basically just the info. It's it's like things you can read. You know I mean? It's just, you can just read online. So, I mean, there's no sense of me really in-depth discussing it because it's... Exactly, um, Joe. So anyway, <laughs> well, no, I, no, that's so all I'm just saying. But no, like when San Diego Comic-Con comes out and they have the releases of new figures, that'll be fun to discuss because we would give our thoughts.
0: Well, uh, given, you know, if we're, we're not given the Great Depression again like we had last year where everyone's expecting great unveils and we're, we're, He-Man fans are like the the bums sitting outside, you know, with a little cup asking for change.
1: <laughs> Please but more, will, huh?
0: Will somebody tell us something, something? News? Any news? You got any news, mister? You know, that, that was last year. So I'm hoping this year at least be tell us in advance so i'm not expecting san diego to show up and you're constantly refreshing various pages on on you know on social media and and, and websites thinking there's going to be some news and nothing
1: well super seven did mention also in that email with all the other stuff i said i i forgot to mention was one last sentence where it said that's not all the new Masters of the Universe stuff. Stay tuned throughout the week; they'll be giving more. So, yes, there's more stuff coming. I'm sure they'll have more announcements. So, yeah, I want
0: more classics, and I, I yes. want news on the vintage figures like Hero and Elder that we were told we're going to get. Anything else? Just like I, I I'm like, yeah, I'm you know, knock the table. Or where are the classics at? Where's the vintage figures at? You know, that that's yeah. all I, I'm concerned with. I think it's great that they keep making stuff, but that's all we, we all know we all turn out for more classic reveals i mean it's gotten to the point where i mean hell when mattel was still doing it the only thing that people were turning out for the mattel panel was for classic figures yeah. so
1: and now it's classics and the vintage five and a half because we yeah, do so want to see that's
0: yeah. what i want i want to see that we're getting hero and eldor and maybe some some of the prototype figures like that white ninja that showing up in some of the that uh unused or, or, or mccarthy art or something like that yes but, but um that and classics that's all i'm concerned with but as for that stuff i mean the the, the new uh, reaction figures that they're three and three-fourths you know i i still haven't bought them due to you know funds and stuff like that and plus, they're cool looking
1: they are they're, cool they're,
0: they're, they're extremely cool looking and i like the idea i like the simplicity of these figures and of course you know being the oddball that i am um I'd love to see vehicles and small, like, little cardboard play sets done for these figures, you That'd know? That'd be pretty cool, yeah. I mean, because they, they're they're simplistic figures, so i like to see, like, a simplistic cardboard background. Like, with the Star Wars figures, like with the Cantina set
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the Clash of the Titans, uh Calabas play set that I don't think was ever released. It was like a cardboard setup. Something to display these reaction figures with, like the interior of Grayskull or the interior of Snake Mountain. You know, just just some just a nice little display which you can sell as the play set, You know,
1: yeah, and that's sure. You never know. Maybe in the future it could be something. So yeah. hopefully, it will. all those,
0: all that stuff they revealed was very cool. Though. I mean, everything. Yes. you know, but, it uh, is. I did I didn't see that last item you were talking about. I I don't I didn't didn't don't even know what you're talking about. Those that two pack. The only two pack I saw of, of something was um, Mossman and Beastman, Beastman coming in that little like cherub. You know, they, like their eyes, are the just little really dwarves. Good. Yeah, because that's dwarves.
1: It's supposed to be, like, adorable, so they call them Dorbs. Yeah, yeah, that's what it means. That's why even, you know, when they have the Jason Dorbs, he even has that little squinnies and smiles with his hockey mask, I think. But, well, that's those things. But, well, now, last week we we did a discussion where, you know, again, I had a question about, hey, would you rather have a role-playing game or a fighting game for Masters? And that really blew up. People loved it. But it also led to – Another one we thought about at one time, but it is about this little Mario thing. I always thought, and I'm sure you do too, and we discussed it, how cool would it be if they had a Masters of the Universe themed racing game in style of maybe like a Mario Kart? Even whether it'd be a little cutesy or it'd be more serious, but how cool would that be? Your choice of all the different vehicles from like attack track, land shark, I mean wind raider, because you could still have the things flying and race it, but I mean what are some things that spin in your head because I would freak out if we had a Masters of the Universe racing themed game with their vehicles and power ups. I think that would be bonkers.
0: I started thinking like various courses we're talking because we 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 me and Joe have talked about this private before. We just we, and we we got I mean like on I think at least two occasions and we told us let's just wait and save the rest of this conversation. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm picturing like one track is like the interior of Grayskull. And you can bump people and knock them over the edge, and they fall down into the like the the lower catacombs, so much like in, in a Mario go kart. If you get knocked off Rainbow Road, little guy in the cloud will come by and pick you up and put you back on the track, and you take right off again. I mean, you could do a tracks around Snake Mountain and go through the blood fl- the the blood falls. You go through the Mystic Mountains. You could go through the Fright Zone. You could go through the Crystal Castle. You could go through whispering I, wood you could go even through.
1: trippier you could even do the monorails of the attorney playset place set going yeah, around the there
0: set. i mean yeah the, the, they, that, your, that could be
1: something that you could do too i mean yeah. there's picture central uh, tower like the claws coming at you when you go by once and zoom, It's trying to grab you that would be just so freaking nuts i'd love it
0: uh and, and then picturing you know he, you know and i i figured you know you you're probably going to see them not on Panthorn battlecast so he-man is probably going to have to be riding like The the road ripper or the attack track or the battle or the battle ram or or dragon walker one of the because I just figured battle cat panther could they could be used as like a if you unlock like a special box and you hit it you can have he man call for battle cat to come and attack the person that's in front of him to knock him off the course same thing with skeleton if you're a heroic warrior you pick up the special battle cat box cat box let the cat out of the box. That's what that <laughs> icon is called. Like, get one of those If you're a heroic warrior, use it any and Battle Cat will come by and knock the, the person that's off in front of you. Evil Warrior, you call it out. Panther comes out and knocks the person out in front of you.
1: The kind of like special power-ups just like a Mario Kart can have. And well, I even- or they throw the
0: turtle shells out or they drop the banana peels. So there's yeah. something, something to knock the opponent out that's in front of you. And, I mean, along with, you know, I mean, just picturing... You Know all these guys sitting in a little cart like Skeletor sitting in the Roton. I mean, and of course, the Evil Warriors didn't have a whole lot of.
1: We can bring in Fright Fighter, uh, you know.
0: Well, I mean, the Fright Fighter flies us, so something like that would have to be did, did Like the, the game. We, like this kind of limit because you, you almost kind of feel like you want to make them land based vehicles. I mean, you got well, the land, I was
1: Real quick, didn't I think Diddy Kong Racing? Didn't they do a combination of flying and vehicles that way? I, I never played
0: any of the mo- the go kart games outside of the one for Super. I
1: might be wrong, so if there's somebody in the chat room that knows that, and if they could drop a line, let me know. Well, I'm I, not you, sure.
0: you could maybe do it like this because it makes me think of the game uh, Road Trip, which was like a knockoff of Twisted Metal. They should put in a secret code. You could play as the as the flying saucer or the helicopter, and complete the course flying above everybody and shooting them down and knocking them out. Maybe it's the Fright Fighter. You can unlock that and play above. That is, you could win the race and constantly keep knocking people out of your way because you're above ground. They can't get you. But that's a special code you got to put in to play, as the, play uh, or either on a Sky Sled or a Fright Fighter or even the Wind
1: Raider. Yeah, since I mean, because there's so many other vehicles, you'd wonder how could they implement them. I mean, I'm sure that could be a cool way a strategy of doing it. But like I was, I mean, everybody out there, I was telling Tyler, the one thing that would crack me up as for vehicle wise could be the Dragon Walker. Because it's always been joked about how, why would you want this vehicle that is so slow? Because like even James Etock has spoofed about how this thing goes. Like, oh, you're going to take forever. But how cool would it be? It looks like it's going slow, but it's actually going as fast as the other vehicles speed-wise. But I think it would be a fun little homage and nod to the slow movement of it. So as you're racing, you know, you're seeing, like you said, the um, Road Ripper. You're seeing Laser Bolt. You're seeing uh, Land Shark. All, looking like they really flying, and just like and Dragonwalker. It would just be hilarious to see the slow moving, but he's actually moving as quick. I think that would just be an inside joke that'd be hilarious to see visually while you're playing that game.
0: And it, it's fun to think of, like, which ones, like, you can picture the Road Ripper being one of the fastest ones because it's, it's a low-level vehicle that it would be very fast. It doesn't have a whole oh, lot of bulk
1: to it. Tyler, you're getting me thinking. All these goofy ideas go in my head. Picture, you know how they're always at the starting gate, you know, mm, mm, you know, yeah. three, two, one, and then they go. Picture, like, man-at-arms or maybe just an attorney and guard standing back of the Road Ripper with the cord, and right when it goes, he pulls the cord, and the Road Ripper starts off out of the gate. That'd be
0: great. That that fun, and with you saying that, I'd like I picture Orko floating above the starting line, counting down, and then you know waves of flag, you know, kind of yeah. like a, you got the little guy in the cloud that that counts down and and it tells you to go in Mario Kart. Orko yeah. floating above there, and then reminds you, hey, it's the last lap.
1: Yeah, do you think he could be the person that could be around the magical boxes, like having you know floating above him, like he could be you know sparkling around the magical boxes that they hit when you go by yeah, the power? The, the,
0: up? I guess you, you get a, boxes with no orco to kind of let you know this could be absolutely nothing, or something. you want to find a box with orco on it because that that would give you like a great power up whether it's a a weapon to throw out or uh, an extra boost of energy or something like that to give you an extra you know because you know like a Mario Kart they would run over. Uh, those little arrows if you hit them just right it would speed you up like the little turbo boosters on on the track or something yeah. like that and a, a box with orco hovering above it or his face on it is something you definitely want to make sure you grab or as an empty box or box like a standard crate could be nothing at all or it could be you know uh,
1: just normal like power-ups like you said the- oh
0: and another thing you know how we talk about you could drop out, like, uh, turtle shells and, and uh, banana peels, yeah. and you pick up uh, uh, slime pit barrels to dump out uh, behind you, behind you, and they start slipping <laughs> and sliding in the slime pit barrels. I like that. Delting out behind you.
1: That would be great. No, that's, that's cool. And it'd be cool if, like, each vehicle also had its own kind of, you know, like in Mario Kart, you know, everybody could kind of, like, you know, all get the red shell, all get the star, all get the this. Now, beyond the ones that there could be items for everybody to use, maybe there could be vehicle-specific things. Like you said, if you're going along with the battle ram, remember the vintage toy has those three little missiles, so you don't have those missiles that you could be shooting, and they could be, like, targeting missiles, or at one time it would just be normal as it drop and bomb in front of people. And then maybe if it was, like, laser bolt, he just has the cannon, and the guns and shooting you can maybe even i can
0: picture laser bolt being like it goes faster if you lay down but if you really want to focus on taking the people out in front of you you rise up and start yeah. firing people and then go back down to lay down mode to go yeah because
1: it's slow. you down you're right at one time if you want to really get them you're right just like in the course how it goes up to stop he goes up and he starts going slower you blast at him but then you go back down and you start going yeah that would be pretty slick
0: that, that would be, and you could do so many, like uh, power ups. Like I mean, you could, I mean, you could even throw in like a, a Stratos or Buzz Off power up. Where if you get, you pick up a, a Stratos icon, he swings by, fires blast out of his uh, fists, and keeps going. Like Buzz Off could come by, and use a Stinger Lance and just shoot it at like an opponent. I mean, along with the or the uh, out of the box or a cat out of the box, cat out of the bag boxes. I mean, I would picture him buzz off and stratus flying by. If you if you pick up their icon and use them to shoot at people in front of you, um,
1: they just they could implement like you said so many things for every level. Like even if you'd have like certain levels, like when you're going through like a level that would be a snow level, and you see Icer in the background, maybe throwing big boulders or, or snowballs that come down and try to yeah. Like, and it.
0: He, he, of course, you I, I I could picture him throwing boulders at everybody because I'd like to think that yeah. this, this race would have people from all the factions represented. You know, of course, the statement didn't have any vehicle. It didn't have any vehicles. I mean, so you might have to kind of put King Hit one of Skeletor's vehicles to kind of because they did team up. But you picture, picturing like horde, tro- you know, horde troopers and various members of the horde riding around in um,
1: those kind uh, of scooter, flying you know, I mean, like scooter things or something
0: like the the the, uh, the, uh, the destructo tanks and and things like that. I mean, there there wasn't. Unless we change this up, and when you do allow the more Steed-like characters, like Mantisaur, Night Stalker, and Strider, which I guess you could do, because then you'd you have could. Jits doing Fisto automatically setting in theirs. And then you could have, you know, Hordak riding the Mantisaur. So yeah. maybe, maybe you could do that, and they're all just kind of running it like – I could picture Night Stalker and Strider being relatively fast, even though they're big machines – they are horses, horse powered machine. I can imagine them going relatively fast too. So I, you could play around with that. And because I, I, I want to see as many cool characters involved in this as, as you could, you know. So, and then of course for Shira, you got her, well, it's, it's Swift when you get the right power for Swift Wind, you could probably have Swift or Swift Wind, if he jumps. Swift one could jump and make it look like they're flying a little bit. Or if you hit, hold it down like the jump button long enough. And then release it. Swiftwind goes up into the air and flies a good distance over people. You know.
1: Yeah. Or if you know, if you wanted to even keep it, like, let's say he was just as spirit, but just like in all the other games, maybe after certain power ups for maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah, there you, you go. Yeah, remain spirit. Yeah. But once
0: you, you're playing as, as Adora on spirit, and if you hit it just right, you turn into Shira and Swiftwind, and Swiftwind it starts to fly over people. So, yeah, that could yeah. work. Like,
1: yeah, just like in
0: stuff like that th- that you could do i mean i it's, and, and as for like other evil warrior vehicles i mean uh, um, like i mean you could even corporate like the basher but well, there's there's a lot of flying vehicles in here. yeah in,
1: that's in, what in, i mean it seems like more of the villains had more of the flying vehicles
0: well see i guess being the villains you know other than and of course roton I mean, it's, it's been depicted as a flying machine as well, as
1: much as... But it, we're used to pushing it, even though, yes, it looks like it's a yeah, flying it's, one, but... it's
0: it more means. or less depicted as something that flies around, even in filmation, all the various posters and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, other than Night Stalker and Landshark...
1: And Panther, maybe, if you wanted to throw... If you and,
0: wanted to throw... He-Man riding Battle Cat and Skeletor riding Panther, if, if, if like, the power-ups with the cats did was was not going And I guess that makes sense, because that way you could incorporate you know, uh snout spout on the battle on the battle ram and you can have Manadonus riding or flying around in the wind rider or something like that. So sure. but I, could, I could there's so much stuff. But the point the point being is seeing these you know small pint sized versions of these characters running around a track and in, in the ice mountains and you're avoiding boulders from ice or avoiding ice hackers or some drop you know dropping down on top of you, you know, while you're going through this, you know, cave or something like that.
1: Yeah, because if they were cutin' them up, you could almost picture it's like having little loyal subject figures into the video game, you yeah. know, into these vehicles. It would work great. Like I said, it's just, it, you'd hope that if we could ever get Masters Universe back into the public eye and we finally start vi- getting video games, like how we talked about fighting last, you know, last week, maybe if we had a racing game, it would just be fun. It's just trying to shoot ideas out there in case, you know, there's an ever people listening, you know. This is stuff people would like. Trust me, it would sell. There's nobody that would not not want anything, especially it's like when you buy any piece of Masters Universe merchandise. You can't tell me that when there's a game and as long as it's cool, you wouldn't think, hey, I'd love to play that. I mean, especially since we never really got any fantastic games back in the old days. You know, they were, even for the Atari days, the Masters Universe game was not really fantastic, even for its standards back then. Sure, it's something to play it in He-Man, but I remember I had it, and I didn't enjoy it. And I love playing games. So I was like, I just I don't enjoy this game.
0: <laughs> I think probably the better one was like the the eighty seven movie, not because it's the eighty seven movie, but just from what what little I saw, you know, of the the graphics of it. Kind like. of
1: made it look like Gauntlet, didn't they? If that's the view you're talking about. Uh, I
0: th- I thought it was a bit of a side scroll almost. I thought, but it's it's been a long time since I have looked at. It, but I remember considering the graphics. Oh, I
1: might be. Yeah, I mean
0: everything it looked relatively good for 1987
1: um, but
0: Not yeah, many people yeah. had it yeah no and of course I mean a, a lot of great toy lines like he-man Thundercats you know GI Joe maybe I, I don't know about transformers I, I never played any of those games but I, you never felt like a lot of these properties got great games I mean I, I know I know like GI Joe had they know they had two for super for, for Nintendo. They had the arcade game and I don't think, I don't know if they had anything for some of the older systems uh, prior to that. Thundercats, I don't think they, maybe they had one for.
1: They were on some of those weird.
0: I want to like a like of off-brand video game or computer game. Yeah, I, it was I, like I a
1: computer game. I can't remember the, I can't remember the company. I can't remember the computer, but yes, they did have a side scrolling, like you as Lionel going through and it, Another one uh, that's kind of
0: Something like that. But, I mean, th- I mean, just like we said with He-Man, Thundercats could work as a as a, a, a beat-em-up game, like a Street Fighter-type game, Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Same thing with He-Man. G.I. Joe would be a fun beat-em-up game. Like, you're going around, you know, which they did the arcade game of that, but it would be cool to see you pick, like, you know, four different Joes and you side-scroll beat-em-up going through various levels fighting. I mean, it's, all, all these 80s properties is what, I'm, is what I'm trying to say. All deserve this kind of treatment. You know, and you could just constantly as much as video game companies love to piss people off and charge people for upgrades and stuff like that. But uh, it would be an absolute blast to play these games and then be able to get unlock other characters or or if you had to purchase downloads for, you know, more carts, more characters and new maps to race around on in the the Master of the Universe go-kart race or something like that.
1: People would be cool. I
0: love, it'd be cool to even have a cartoon based on the on the go kart race, just like the Hanna Barbera cartoon where all these characters are wacky races. Every other,
1: was that called Wacky what, Races? Wacky like Races or something like yeah. that?
0: Hanna Barbera Wacky yep. Races. Yeah, I think
1: it was Wacky Races. I think. Yeah. I love that cartoon
0: as a kid. It was so cool to see all these <laughs> Hanna Barbera characters involved in these races. Who's gonna win today? I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I, I love to see that He-Man characters.
1: It would be. So, well, that was our, another uh, video game discussion of things that we'd like to see. It'd be great. And so that's out of the way. We have two other topics. Uh, this next topic, it's we're going to do mystery battles again. First, we're going to do one that a fan last week, uh, he gave a recommendation in the chat room. He said Jitsu versus Fisto. So go ahead. Why don't you start off? Who do you see winning in this fight?
0: I'm going with Jitsu. I I hold Jitsu in such high regard. Is such a a great badass and um, Fisto's been. Uh, I just you know. I see I see Jitsu. I mean th- this is one of those fights where it's it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But these I mean, essentially they're evenly matched. But Jitsu being the evil prick that I picture him being. <laughs> I see him doing something. It may be some sort of minor bit of cheating to either throw Fisto off enough to get the final chop, to either, you know, to knock Fisto out completely or take advantage of a particular situation throughout this match. And he comes out victorious. Uh-huh. Setting up a, a long running feud through multiple pay per views teasing it on, on the on the Monday night program and not giving it away for free like Raw does all the time. And they want you to pay 50 bucks to watch the same damn match on the pay-per-view coming up the following, uh, the, the, the you know, the the upcoming Sunday here. No, 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 no. We, 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 we had Jitsu cheat in front of everybody and he wins because he's Jitsu and we got the feud off and running and you got the baby face chasing the, the dastardly heel for multiple pay-per-views until Fisto gets his, his big comeback at the big, you know, pay per view spectacle. We could we have yet to call that, you know Master Mania, spectacle. I
1: don't know. Master Mania or something like that. <laughs> it's weird, we both said it at the same time. Oh, real quick in the chat room, JSP did say yes, it was wacky race or wacky races. So Thank uh, you
0: for clarifying that. I, I enjoyed that yes. cartoon immensely.
1: Yes. Thanks um, for popping in for that. Do appreciate yeah.
0: it. I, I, I that's why I love having a chat room. We got people looking up facts for us and clarifying stuff and then anything out oh, yeah. there proof you know.
1: Exactly. But um, <laughs> I, no. I'm
0: going with Jitsu on this one, but but uh, only in the sense that you know, I, I just I see Jitsu as being so devious, but extremely good at what he does in hand to hand combat. Whereas Jitsu is a master of martial arts, Fisto is not. He's a master of hand to hand combat.
1: And see, you saying that right there. See, that's why. I wasn't going to say like, you know, I know you said he's dastardly and he'll do what he has to do to win, but I actually was seeing Jitsu winning myself just because, like you said, he might have an advantage with other fighting abilities like first picture this of course we know one has the big chopping hand one has the big fist hand, but you forget. They both came with swords as, you know, the toys. Yeah. It would first be cool to see them maybe a clang and a banging, like, you know, blocking with the swords, back and forth with fist to this, you know, just going back and forth with sword combat and hand-to-hand combat. But in the end, then, like you said, Jitsu does have the experience of martial arts and other abilities. Then you could see him, you know, taking out, maybe hitting weak points, doing something that Fisto was not used to. Are you
0: to. doing, like, a crane thing? Is that what you're doing there? You're doing, what? like, your hands like this. You're you fighting, like, Shang Song, you know? And well,
1: it, I, I don't know. Sometimes, you know... Like- I go back to, well, never mind. But, uh, you know, I have little tendencies, if you will. But, no, I can see, like you said, Jitsu basically getting the advantage with his martial arts background because he has more fighting experience. Not saying that Fistu is not a veteran fighter because he's a hardened fighter. He's a warrior. But with Jitsu, I do see Jitsu having the advantage because he has more abilities at his you know at his command. Yeah.
0: yeah. That, that's why I like this one is this would be, you know, constant build You you set it up because he did cheat. He, I mean, it it's it, it comes close but Jitsu would get the upper hand obviously but but just because he's a dastardly douchebag, he <laughs> does something to cheat anyway and then you know, gives him the final chop and knocks Fisto out. The audience is pissed because they clearly saw what he did. But Fisto's knocked out because he cheated, and then yes, we're we're building and building and building to Mastermania did for he, the for the for the for the rematch for the um uh the big heavy fist titles did he, heavyweight title, Did heavy he
1: do titles. did he do the illegal chop to the Adam's apple? <laughs> Is that how he
0: did? It? Oh, he, he's, <laughs> he's he's doing chops chops like uh, like Ric Flair chops, you know, like he's just <laughs> chopping, Yeah, that's that's what he's doing there. But uh, it it's gonna never- be like Sting and Flair with Fisto and Jitsu. You're gonna keep building and building and building just as like, you know, to be the man you gotta beat the man, you know.
1: <laughs> there you go. That, so that's, all that, right.
0: That, that that's what's gonna be. And it's gonna be great. And Fist is gonna get that big, big hot, you know, white hot comeback at Mastermania and, and win the heavy fist title.
1: He's got to get it. There you go. He's get, he gets it. Yeah, he comes back and wins it in the end. But now, before we go to our final topic, we got one more mystery battle. And, again, this is on the spot. We don't know who's picking what. All we just were going to say was, Tyler was going to pick a member of the Horde. I'm going to pick a, a member of the Snake Men. And we're going to pit them against each other. We don't know who's picking who. But, Tyler, you go ahead if you want to start off with yours. And then I'll say mine. And then we'll see uh, who wins this fight.
0: All right. After Howard Fink announces that you know the roles for a mystery fight in, you know, and it says coming down the aisle, and then the music cues, and it's Billy Idol's "Speed," and out comes Drag Store r- racing down to the ring.
1: <laughs> I didn't expect that,
0: and I didn't either. I swapped it. I had somebody else picked out, and actually, maybe an hour ago, I said, "You know what? I'm swapping it here. I'm pu- I'm pulling a SummerSlam eighty. 80- I think is what SummerSlam eighty nine. I think or eighty eight. The, the one, where where uh, Ultimate Warrior swapped out for beefcake, even though it was not really, it was set for Warrior anyway. That's what I'm doing here. As like, <laughs> it's gonna be Moduloc, but really it's gonna be that that was my original pick, was gonna be Modular.
1: Was it all right? Well then that's gonna make I, my I switched it, I
0: switched it to Dragstore.
1: Then this will make it interesting because my choice was gonna be no matter what, Snake Face. Because Snake Face is one of my favorite snake men. Now that we say this, that's an interesting fight because you know, I, I'm not going to say I wanted to give Snakeface the advantage all the time just because, bam, he would look at him and turn him to the stone, you know, saying easily, but now it might be a little trickier because now you bringing up Dragstore as fast as he is, that could be a pretty hard target for now Snakeface to engage that look to turn him to stone so now snake face is going to have to start going to stuff with maybe his his shield to maybe try to throw maybe at Dragstore as he's you know on his wheel going real fast to maybe flip him off to get him you know to get out of his his speed run and then maybe he could catch now it'd be hard for snake face to do this now you got me debating i'm wondering i don't know what snake face could do to stop drag because not only is Dragstore super er, super fast but he's super powerful. He's strong. You remember how Hordak injected him with all that energy and power. He, he,
0: he's a, I mean, like a jet engine cyborg, essentially. I mean, the, the guy, the guy is a man. He's, I almost feel like he's an evil version of RoboCop with a big wheel on his stomach. You know, it's uh, and I, I, but to me, Snakeface is arguably the strongest of the Snake Men, since, simply because of what he can do.
1: Yeah, you don't want to but look at him.
0: <laughs> that's the thing is that I felt like with someone like Dragstor, all he has to do is just keep his face down and look at Snakeface's feet. Right. Snakeface could probably bounce around. If you look at Snakeface in NYP, you picture him as being a kind of a rather agile guy. So he could probably do a lot of backflips and jumping onto the turnbuckle and things like that. But Dragstor could run all over that ring hitting hitting the the the, the turnbuckles. Hitting the ropes, bouncing all over the place, and just run, 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 run. Snakeface is going to get wore out at some point because Draxler's on on the mat running around all over the place. All he's got to do is clip one of Snake face's legs. And th- I mean, but I imagine Snake face could probably recover. But I think simply the exhaustion of keep jumping all over the ring and not being able to, I mean, not to say that it couldn't happen, but the, the, the object of trying to grab a hold of Dragstor, while he's on the ground, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at this, this living, breathing engine running all over the ring and trying to grab a hold of him and look at him, get him to look at you. I almost feel like the sheer force of trying to catch him is enough impact to probably knock the hell out of you.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why if he could use – if he would be able to use his shield, I think his shield is the only thing that maybe – If he
0: crashes – like, he times it just right. Like, he sees it, you know, times it just right and maybe does, goes up to the top buckle, holds his hands out like Macho Man, then grabs the shield and then instead of dropping the elbow, he drops the shield, hoping to land on Draxor's head and then smashing it into the ring because he's going so fast possibly knock him out cold to pick his head up look at him and turn him to stone if yeah. you go that route
1: that's it, what i mean like, yeah because i can only see like i said if he could stop Dragstore from his constant super you know fast moving somehow like i said get him off of his stomach i really
0: at any i came up with that
1: <laughs> what did you say
0: like you know what that's pretty plausible
1: is, like I said, it's the only way is using probably his shield to get him off of his stomach and get him either to fall on his back or he takes to it, him stand it, up and it up. down
0: to, in, into his uh, his exhaust pipes, his, his exhaust backpack that he's got. <laughs> I mean, if you use that snake staff to maybe, you know, damage some of the exhaust, I mean, you know, the exhaust could probably get built up in his body and cause him to choke.
1: Yeah, you had to pick the one person that's so freaking quick. Like I said, you didn't know what I was picking. I didn't know what you were picking. But, yes, Dragstore is the only one that I think would he have one heck of a hard time getting. So, I mean, if, if he could somehow stop him, you know, from moving, I think Snakeface wins. But if he can't do that, I could just see Dragstore just flying right through him with his speed, his momentum, how hard he can hit, and how strong he is. You know, Dragstore, you think, could be the winner. So, uh that's a tough one. I want to pick Snake Face because he's my favorite. I, I guess in my little vision, I, I see him somehow getting him off of his wheel, off of his stomach, popping him against a rope or something, getting tangled in a rope because of his speed, and then the, he that, looks at him. That's
0: plausible thing. Like his Drag has got to be, a, I mean, like a like the best of the best of a NASCAR driver, where he he cannot afford to get caught up in the ropes because if that's the case,
1: he's done. That's the Snake he, get done him. A,
0: if we're kind of banking on the idea that you know we're not doing one of those things for like the ropes break or something like that, you know, we want we want to play this up as if like because there are, I mean, well, then again too, we said no weapons last time, but then if <laughs> if, if, if you know because but then again you know we had jitsu and Fisto using All right. Their- so. I
1: still I still could see that. Like I said, Snakeface not even using weapons. I still see him. You know what? We gotta tell each other before quick. we do
0: this, we announced what kind of
1: match this is. Yeah, because you know what's weird is I never was really even think of it as a wrestling thing. I was thinking of it as a fight, but once you did wrestling, I guess it kind of like popped my head different. But here's the thing. I still see Snake Face. I mean, he's a snake, they're quick, you know, they have quick movements. So I can still see him even without weapons being quick enough to move out of the way of Dragstore. I mean, Hector could be one time when is z- z- zooming at him, Snakeface moves off to the side, but then he grabs him by his throat and he's riding on him. And then maybe he could turn right around and look at him and he's riding him, and, you know, on the and bam, he looks in his face, turns into stone, gets him there. So I think I'm going to pick Snakeface. Not just because it's the one I chose, but, and he's, of course, my favorite Snakeman, but I got to figure a way. There's got to be a way to stop Dragstore because I love Dragstore, don't get me wrong.
0: Even if Snakeface were to jump on top of and Dragstore's running around the ring, and builds up enough speed. I mean, he could run head right to the turnbuckle, flip into the air like this, with snake face on his back, and then run snake face into the turnbuckle.
1: Well, I I guess I, I could have I, I, I think either anyway. I'm picking Snake Face. Snake Face is going to turn him to stone. I'm picking Snake Face for this. Not just because he's I'm, my choice.
0: Alright, I'm picking Draxter and it's gonna end with Snake Face out of exhaustion, just kind of waddles. And he builds up that, that tire running so fast, grabs Snake Face by the head and then just ru- runs his runs his face against that the, the burning rubber on it and just you know just obliterates the skin on Snake Face's face. Well,
1: thank you for that great image. Thanks for just destroying Snake Face's face. And
0: yeah, well it's not a fatality here, but hey, he he, he just he burns rubber on, on Snake Face's face.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. I guess maybe they lose at the same time because as he's doing that, ripping it up, one of the snakes goes and looks at Dragstore and they both beat each other. Okay oh there you go <laughs> exactly so they both finish each other well there you go i just we just created a finish inadvertently they both just knock each other out so <laughs> yeah, I, I go
0: i go with that yeah i'll, I'll, I'll All right. go for that
1: well that's the end of our mystery battle but let me go look at the chat room to see if any okay jsp was still saying more he just wanted to let you know that it was 1988 for when you were referencing what year for that summer slam and okay, cool. he also said he said I keep having a similar pro wrestling idea in my head where you could have various characters from masters of the universe, DC and Marvel face off in the ring. I limit it to strength class of 75 to 200. He says like, you know, he-man versus Thor. And I think he said dark side versus Skeletor, et cetera. So, uh, well, I appreciate that. I would like other thoughts of other, you know, universes colliding. I mean, that's always fun to think of other worlds colliding. Of course, you always get people freaking out, saying, like, "No, this would win, this would win." But that's why it's fun. It's hypothetical. It's just just like we did. There's never really a real winner, but it's
0: well. At least we know with the uh, He-Man fans putting this together, they're not going to be like those um, um pricks at DC who, when I remember when they crossed over He-Man and and in DC for that abysmally bad crossover. They made up a list of all these fantasy matches, and they were laughably picking all the DC characters because they were just looking down upon every yeah, He-Man I character. I remember you that. Didn't... Oh, man, I was so mad over that.
1: Yeah, that was man. stupid. They obviously...
0: Okay, well, this crossover is doomed because they don't take this property seriously.
1: Yeah, I remember that. That was that was not fun at all. What what was that in, again, where they did that? Was that... um. Uh... Was that a magazine or was it an online poll? I can't remember where I said it. Was
0: a, it was an online article where they asked okay. these two idiots from DC about, hey, what do you think about these two? And they're like, are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They were terrible Bottom, I'm like, you know, do you have to pick every DC character? And It, it was just, yeah. I just felt like, why did you ask these guys to contribute to this this conversation if they really just are all about the DC and, and not He-Man? you know it
1: just, i remember uh, that now that was unfortunate
0: yeah it's it's uh it was just degrading and i, I just felt like i just wanted to smack the hell out of him <laughs> i want to walk by like Mo, grab him by the nose and smack him like that and take you know rant, smack him over the head and shout out and smack
1: him in the face <laughs> there you go give him the three stooges uh
0: there's him. a lot of people i'd love to pull three stooges that's why i grew to love Mo as an adult more than i did as a kid because he is funny He's just the constant slapping
1: in the face and He sure did it a lot. He did it. Oh, my God. Well, let's get to our final topic. And what is our final topic, T-Rex?
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen here. We are going to be going back to Princess of Power for another commentary on a personal favorite of mine uh, from Season 1, Duel at Devlin, which is the uh, first appearance of – I'm calling him a fan favorite. I'm calling him a T-Rex favorite. He's an Axel Jimenez him favorite, and uh, and I'm quite sure I'm going to assume he's a lot of people's favorites too. And if you don't know who this character is, you have to watch this episode to really appreciate the badass level that this character has. Because after this, like a lot of characters, they get one great introduction and then they're they're reduced to a, a villain. Slap stick. On a, yeah. yeah, slapstick, slipping on a on a banana peel, so to speak. But uh, darling, oh. there you go. They, Prototype He-Man character that was scheduled as a figure. It was he was showed up in this cartoon maybe three times. I think Shades of Orco is another is one of the episodes he's in. I think he has one other appearance. Is Not this no, episode
1: I, six? Is this episode six of Princess of Power? I can't remember.
0: It, yes, it, it's right after Secret of the Sword wraps up. Duel at Devlin takes place, and I think the Seahawk is after that. I think.
1: All right. Well, you tell them how to, we're gonna do this. Tell them how yeah. to set up and we we'll just to let everyone know here
0: I'm using the DVD from the original release of Shira from BCI that came out years ago. I remember picking that up at one of my local Walmarts back in the day. I'll be using that on DVD and I'll be counting down from 3 2 1 and play when I say play. Hit play on your desktop or laptop or your phone or the your television
1: logo.
0: to the Filmation logo will just come right onto the screen. So yeah. Ready? Three, two, one, play. And there we go. Bing. Alright. And so uh I guess while the glorious sheer introduction is coming up, um Jojo, you mind telling us uh when did you see Duel at Devlin for the first time?
1: Well, the first time it popped up on TV. I mean i watched every episode when it first came out brand new, so whenever it came out back then when I was a kid I was there waiting because, you know, when you'd watch She Ra, you felt like you were watching He Man. You didn't, you know, you felt like it was the same universe. They were different worlds, it was brother and sister, but you still got the same excitement watching She Ra as you did watching He Man. So you were always waiting for any new characters, you know, to pop up. And of course, when, you know, this starts off and you finally see, you know, Diala Mug, very unique, different looking character. You'd be, I honestly say you've never seen a character in He Man or Masters of the Universe that looked like that. It's it's very different. Like I said, when you see this guy for the first time, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. Creepy kind of voice, a different kind of voice how he speaks. Some, yeah, yeah. It's like he kind of he creeped me out. It was one that created
0: me. Out. me I, I, the same for me because as a kid I didn't know what the hell he was. Right.
1: It was and when like, you
0: don't I, know, I, is he is because his his face had like a brown ton, brown color to it. So I was like, is that is that like skin color?
1: Yeah. Well, you don't know what you're
0: looking at. Even the, the wires and stuff. And I yeah. And George DeSienzo, who did Hordax voice, and and, very, and 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 Seahawk and Bo, is doing Mug's voice. And this is the only time it, it's very um, I mean as uh maniacal. You hate that
1: you didn't get more of him like this, in this Oh, oh my
0: gosh. I, and I, I didn't like this a whole lot as a kid, because I, I was like, where's Hordak at? Here we what go. This, this here, comes, here comes a neighbor
1: that's trying to sleep. Come,
0: I'm going to stay quiet here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Join the party. Yeah, that is- I mean, just... Freaky, and then look how big he is. That's what I mean. Like, he's just like look, a
1: look big at him. Machine. his arms are way up here. You, you don't, like I said, you don't know what is this thing. And of course, everybody's sitting with pie. Look at the light bulbs and the wires. It's just one creepy looking thing. And like his
0: laugh, it's like an old radio voice. And he's squinting his eyes, and even though he's not doing the the mog feature, which would be switching the eyes and the mouth and the nose, yeah. it's just creepy looking. His the We'll come up here in a few moments when he smiles. Oh boy, that was that. I also like
1: seeing the blast coming out of the bat on his symbol. You know, it's cool to see that have some kind of like purpose. You know, instead of just being a decoration, it's doing something. And his his
0: fingers, he and they look very bone. I mean, he's a machine, but they look very thin and bony like. I mean,
1: it's almost Terminator like with kind of like the robot
0: Terminator like. You know, it's look at him. I mean, and watch his mouth. (laughs) Oh, god, he's so creepy.
1: Yep, and here's the, the shop owner. Of course, he's trying to like keep the peace. He's trying to make this stuff stop. He wants everything to end. But of course, you know, dialamug, the horde troopers, they're not going to have it. And of course, now he's going to like disgrace this guy with a pie in the face. And Which, it,
0: this is like a classic Western tale where you got these hoodlums, you know, coming in and, and smacking people around, and the heroes to come in and and, and clean the town up. The, I mean, and it has a great.
1: Trooper, yeah, and you also see how the horde troopers are. People and not just robots. You can see. I like. That the, yeah,
0: this they have personalities. Yes, so and I
1: you know, like that this young girl. Time. I like that Cristala came and stood up to this. To stood up to dialogue. Exactly. Bam, pied in his. Yeah, the
0: horsemen are laughing at him. Of course. Oh, and you we're getting ready to see that 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 very devilish smile of Dialumog.
1: Yeah, it's you hear there.
0: Oh, I just thought it was so weird as a kid.
1: But it's almost you know what's weird? It's like a devilish smile in a slight way. Like he's like okay. Almost, I felt like he respected what that little girl did, like a slight little respect, like, okay. Like, it was cute. This yeah. little girl stood up to me. And he yeah. left, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, you had your moment, and I'll leave now. It was different. She may leave. I like her, you know, bravery. And, and her name, Cristala, it almost felt like something was meant for her, maybe, you know, like maybe this girl could have became something eventually because she had a the typical, you know, Princess of Power kind of name game. Usually the background characters had, you know, my name's, you know, whatever. Tanya or Tina or something, but she had a unique cristala. I wonder if there was something meant for her.
0: Oh, here's here's my my my
1: crush. Uh-oh, Frost, is she, is she oh, Frost, She she had a slumber party. She had a slumber party. The door
0: right now.
1: There, there it is. No, but didn't she have? She had a slumber party with Adora or something, and stayed the night. Really, I'm not joking. It's not.
0: Stayed over, boy. Now that's a slumber party. I, I definitely be sneaking around in. Well,
1: yeah, because
0: I, (laughs) I got Frost and Adora sleeping in the same tent. You can bet I'm going to be crashing that slumber party.
1: Uh, There you go.
0: I always like the scene too of of her setting up this big snow hill.
1: Yeah, because uh, now that's Sprocker who wanted to just he made his nice little sled.
0: I I thought was fun. Like this looks like fun. He's going. he's riding on his sleigh. And like, look at this. This is just instant cool.
1: Instant cool. Got the snow right there, and he's he's already got a sled. You know what? She said no. You ain't getting no snow. Forget. It. You made this sled for nothing. Go go jump in the water or something. That was nice. She did that for
0: him. Yeah. Well, it's just she's a uh, just a very lovely character and hot as hell. Kind of ironic.
1: Yep, oh, they're looking. I seen him. Yeah, I,
0: I seen saw him. it. I saw it. I remember I that one about You know, I they're like the widgets. I mean, they they they're they're cute. Uh, you know, small characters. characters. They're they're fun.
1: There and, you go. That's nice. There. No, yeah. but uh.
0: There's broom,
1: no. love broom. Yep, there's broom. But no, I always like Twiggs too. You know, Madame Raz. It's it. I, what we're gonna have some breakfast now. So you know what? I, I like I, the
0: scene about the breakfast because I always thought it looked so tasty when I
1: was a kid. The tasty part, where well, of course you're not gonna see it till a little bit. But yeah, I know the parts you're talking about. That did look tasty. It's anytime you've seen. I won't say the thing. We'll see it, but oversized food. It always was like, yeah, wow, man. I'd love to have something gigantic like that to eat. Of course, my guy, could you imagine having something that big? It would take you forever to eat, but you'll see it in a bit. What? What's, but, of course, there went the eggs backfire, there's five of them. Yep. Popping everybody on the head. She's doing her version of Orko hitting people with eggs, I guess. You know, always got to have her little moments. Damn, there there went Bo. He got his, too. So I think there's one egg left.
0: I love, I wish I had a cow floating around me all the time. I love to have, love to have cows as a little buddy.
1: Yeah, he was a he was a well the Noah owl and he always had something. Smart. No, I didn't
0: ever felt like I mean he's constantly busting Bo's balls all the time. But uh, yeah. I, I just thought he was a, a fun little character. It'd be cool to have like a little floating owl with big ears floating above me right yeah. over here.
1: Now where did Glimmer come from and where did all the egg go on their faces? Did matter rise use a magical spell? Like I mean that I didn't see. Did...
0: Like it's just well Glimmer hangs out with these this this clan any all the time anyway. Yeah, so and all the egg
1: disappeared. In... In one second, the eggs all gone. Madame Raz must just did a spell, a cleanup spell, when we weren't There's looking.
0: It's a deleted scene where you know they clearly are <laughs> running the.
1: There's the big pancake. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah that's. I, I always like the scene too, especially when it comes down and bam lands on him here in a second. But yeah, anytime they have oversized food in the cartoon, you're always wishing that hey, I would, I'd love to be a part of that eating that. So that bam mm-hmm. got them all. There they go.
0: Big massive pancake. Yeah, yeah that sounds. That looks awesome. There it goes.
1: Bo's, He's enjoying it. Wanting a little bit of syrup and and yeah. There, there's your syrup right there. So, and you know what I like about this part here? I like that that spirit just wants to go for a nice little just lie, just go and relax. You know, I like this part here. I like that he just wants to. Go and have a nice, enjoying time flying out in the air. See, it shows that they do have, I guess, times where they, you know, it's just like I always said, where Adam He-Man, if they want to relax, you see, Shira Adora, they just want to go for a nice flight. You know, if you had the ability to fly, wouldn't you? And if you, you know, just had the time, just go out and fly around. So that's what it was weird. That was I
0: imagine the, the 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 constant breeze has got to feel wonderful up there. And <laughs> I mean, look it's, at that. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's fun to establish moments like that between you know. Uh,
1: those two right there, especially to think about it. This is like, you know, she's not transforming to save the day. She's transforming to just go for a nice little little ride in the air. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was just different. So there they go, just enjoying themselves. Taking a nice little flight. And, of course, now going to lead to something else right here. There's the firecracker. This girl, I liked it. You know, some of the kids in the cartoon episodes of He-Man and She-Ra could annoy you. But this Kristala, I liked her, you know, her spunk. Her, you know, she, she was brave. She was, you know, she didn't want to, you know, take any mess. I like seeing a character. She well, was...
0: she, she's not written as a whiny kid, which is, yeah. I, I, I'll never understand why so many 80s shows, and it was probably due to the higher-ups because they thought they were clever and smart but to, to make so many kids you know unless it served the purpose of the story to write the children is obnoxious with obnoxious voices and, and crummy personalities it's just you really appreciate when you see kids portrayed as competent people and they don't sound irritating like they want to do to do a good job portraying children is is very likable characters not just
1: and she's competent. They're, they're a
0: plot device and
1: she's like i said competent, brave i mean she. Like, you know, she wants to do what's right and she wants to protect her town, her people, her father, everybody. She wants to protect Devlin. And that's what you got to respect from seeing this from this this young kid. Now, of course, Bam, Shearer she pops up. And I forgot what this uh, device was called. No,
0: it's it's cutting. Killer? I mean, I'm not. Was not it a horde killer? Hey, and I, I just, and I noticed it because they do this in Talent for Trouble. This, that, that that tank you know, is down to chop down – You know, What's it called, a tiller? It's, it's old, the wheat is cut, there to cut down the wheat fields and things like that. So it kind of makes you wonder, does the horde go and take what farmers are growing and take it back for themselves and then sell it to the locals of Ethereum? Oh, probably. You know, I there, mean, there's a transport and talent for trouble, like a transport filled with hay. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just Oh, curious. I'm sure like, they do. They go, that's
1: all they're about. They're all about getting everything they can and getting their money. But I think yeah, that was a
0: tiller. they still at a godly amount of, like, a ridiculous price on top of the taxes. So they, 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 they are the mob of, of Ethereum.
1: Yeah. I, it, I didn't know if you heard what I said, but I think that was a tiller. I think that's what they called it. Maybe. I, I wasn't sure. What? A tiller. Is that what they called that thing that was chopping up the wheat? I couldn't remember if they said it was a tiller or not.
0: I I, I could not tell you. Like I said, I'm I'm not not, uh, the best Well, there she goes.
1: All right. Well, there's little uh, Cristala. She's telling everybody what's going on in her town and obviously needing help. And and this is another spin to the kind of cartoon where she was like, you know, she's not going to have all them help. Only she was going to do it. And she's going to go to that town and kind of have them see what it's like to. To take care of things themselves. That's, of course, you'll see that later, what happens. But well, I it,
0: this helps set up, you know. I mean, you see parts of it. Mean, if you're watching she from the beginning, you see that the rebellion is quite small and that most of Ethereum is, is taken over, you know, by the, or at least under horde control. It may, obviously, the Whispering Woods is not, but her, she were going to this village by herself that's completely, you know, unaware of she or anybody, probably not even. To where the Great Rebellion, other than probably seeing them as fools trying to go up against the Horde, Caesar coming in and take on Dial-A-Mug and the Horde Troopers all by yourself, and building their confidence that you can fight back, it, it builds some great continuity as establishing that you know that the Rebellion is getting bigger, and sets up the constant struggle between the Horde and and ra and the Rebellion. What because they're constantly getting, even though you see episodes like Price of Freedom where you know the villagers clearly lose, I mean their homes are burned. And stuff like that but it's it's this is a great episode of setting up the uh, the dynamic of what Shira is going to be about is fighting against the guys who are in charge
1: oh yeah and that is what's good and you also again get to see the the bravery of that girl she's not scared to get up on Swift win and fly with Shira I, I just I, again more of that little girl she seemed like they had I felt like they could have did more with her. Believe it or not, in future episodes, like maybe if she would have came to her and her father here, maybe could. And I think his name's Darius. Oh, here they come! Right, yeah. what I call
0: and, the horde. mug has got a different voice here in this scene, and I, I, I give James Etok credit for this one. I, I believe it was supposed to be a horde. It was supposed to be a whole group of horde troopers, not Dial-A-Mug, which is why Dial-A-Mug's voice sounds completely different here. That the horde trooper is supposed to be saying this particular bit of uh, Dial-A-Mug. Leave, but, okay. but look how cool these machines are they're like bikes it's like i called
1: them bike. i said they're uh, in my vision they're flying horde harleys
0: yeah that's, <laughs> i mean it, how awesome would it be to have that in classics form or oh. dial mug comes with one of these horde harleys
1: i'd lose it you know? i would oh, lose my
0: it gosh man that that would be such a great display
1: that see. is a vehicle they need to make somebody like Joe Amaro, you know he needs to get on that i know he did a fantastic job with the road time he needs to make the Horde Harley right there and have it 2 pack with uh, mug That'd be great. A little stand making it look like it floats. That'd yeah. Be, that would be nice. And I hope
0: to God that we're getting mug released by the Horseman in Super 7 this year.
1: Yep. Exactly. Oh, oh, she, she, she holds the girl back. Doesn't want her getting touched and, you know, getting frozen, too. So she was going to take care of business right here and free your father, Darius. Thank God he was a nice, too. He would have been shattered to pieces. He would have been, yeah, like, he would. It would have been ice cube chunks of blood, but oh, thank God that did It's like a on. Sub-Zero
0: fatality you're describing.
1: Yeah. I'll save your father. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Cristalla, my fault. And she was like, oh, well. <laughs> exactly, and then Cristalla joins the horde to stop Shira because she killed her father. <laughs> that would be terrible.
0: Yeah, so, we're back with the gang making their big threat for, for Devlin here. Yes.
1: And, and this is, yeah, I like the threat. It's a great oh.
0: shot. It's a great shot of the entire village. They're all out there and, and listening to the horde because the horde commands obedience. And and there's that cool statue, Axel.
1: What is you it know, is
0: Axel knows that statue.
1: Yeah. No. Did James talk ever describe what those who those two people were supposed to be? I always wondered. I mean, heroes of that village.
0: I, I, I want to say I think he there was some sort of significance between those two, and I, I yeah, but I, I top of my head I cannot remember what that significance is. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: I I always try to, you know, picture, you know, who those were. I remember as a kid, I was like, is that supposed to be somebody? And I never knew, but yeah, another little background thing. But yeah, he's basically saying if uh, that's what Dalamog just said is if you don't bring us all your money, all your valuables, we're going to turn your town into just like the rubble of this, you know, that statue of the rock right there. So they take off. Now she was trying to tell them about trying to fight. And of course, they're all basically scared to fight and it's going to be shira that's going to have to do everything unfortunately but not unfortunately because it leads to something else so that's like you said there's always a reason behind what they do i mean this little girl was like i said trying to be the voice of you know telling everybody that they should stand up and fight along with how shira's saying it but no the villagers don't want to do it they're too scared they don't think they could do anything they don't think they can help and uh
0: well i always like that they're probably you know it really if, if Shiva was not around. The Great Rebellion could only do but so much. I mean, the, most of them, I mean, you know, Glimmer has got her powers. Frost ha- has, is in charge of, you know, her kingdom. They could only do but so much. And I, obviously there's, there's territories of Ethere that the Horde have left alone. They own, the, they're in charge of the majority of it, or at least ones that are not controlled by, you know, supernatural beings and things like that. So it almost feels like you, you feel like you don't know who this sheva is. This woman shows up and just tells you to fight back. You kind of feel like, well, why should they believe it they they've never seen Shira before, so why why would they's like you know what by God, you're right, I'm gonna go get my pitchfork and I'm gonna rip that dilem mug a new ass <laughs> and so it all everything it's great storytelling here it all makes sense and it just and it it builds Shira up it, it builds up the challenge it, it tells a good story and allows her to be the hero of of the episode and and set up you know what uh, what I keep repeating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. And now of course uh Madam Raz lets Bo and Glimmer know what's what's going on about the little girl trying to figure out the name of the town. De- you know, Devlin screwing it up, but eventually letting them know if that's where She went. Or I'm sorry, not Shira, maybe Adora. I think she said it was Adora that went there. I don't think she said Shera. I could have been wrong. But yeah. But yeah, so of course then Bo's gonna want to go help and Glimmer's gonna wanna go too. Uh, I like
0: I like coming in and correcting her. Devlin, man. I'm yeah, and look—we all love the sequence here with this cool music as the as they come charging in, and then you see the panning shot.
1: I love the do- gold. Look at—I like, how how rich is this town? Look at all the treasures. they like, Jesus, I, I guess so. Look at what you guys have in this town. You got that much gold, but
0: then again, too, so if that's the entire town on top of what they've been taxed, then everybody's flat broke. Like, like
1: that's a lot. That's a lot of money, though. Right?
0: It, it is a lot considering it's a town that's. <laughs> So you you maybe have to kind of feel like you know what they're not doing. What the horde is is told them you need to pay taxes. They're clearly holding out.
1: Yeah, hold on, boy. I tell you, the horde's gonna be upset seeing all that gold. But uh, there's this crazy little laugh, his little smile. But she was talking oh, man.
0: about it's this this banter. Like you know, this is just he's got the coolest voice and just challenging her right there on the spot. And oh, man, it's so cool.
1: And I love how she, again she's gonna take them all on. And, but there's something that'll happen later that I really liked. But of course, I like she was doing her thing. She's gonna take care of every one of these suckers. She's gonna batter up here and just home run. There you go. There went that thing. There went the Horde Harley. He went flying. She's showing her acrobatics her skills. I mean, it's always cool when you like of the
0: dial the mugs wiring all torn up as if like he's seen battle, you know. That's Not what I mean. He's are, you know
1: he's just demented looking. I, I've said yeah. it's just he is. Oh, here we go. The classic boom. You gotta have that in almost every cartoon you think of. You always gotta have two villains smashing into each other. It's classic dropkick. I love bam.
0: This this allows Sheer to really just tear them apart. Yeah,
1: I love the dropkick. But then, all right, here we go. Girl's gonna stand up. You guys ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna go do something. You got a little girl going out there. They always, of course, this the cartoon was of course more geared towards females, anyways. So it's usually the women were always the ones that were empowered. So even the young girl's gonna do it. But I love this here because what happens dialemug best shira bam shira's out i mean shira's out dialemug took out shira how many people can say they took out shira and if these villagers didn't come out to finally come help thank god they did you wonder what could have been done i mean She-Ra was defeated and it sucks that mug didn't get more respect and more appearances like this cuz he takes out She-Ra in this episode but then when you start seeing him later in the cartoon maybe two more times it's slapstick stuff like i said yeah,
0: he's slipping and running around and s- s- scratching his head like a you know like, gee, i don't know
1: yeah but uh, i think
0: yeah. Makes you feel like, you know, what, what, who dropped the ball in this one? You know, obviously he was a figure or supposed to be a figure. And um, I guess too, Mattel never did, went through with it, so I guess formation was just like, oh, yeah, we haven't used that guy in a while. It was Sucks. That him. was
1: so stupid. I mean, if anybody should have had more appearances, Dalamoke should. He could have been one of the main people right there with Hordak, and he just got no respect. Especially... Oh, You can see
0: him as someone who would, I mean, who would be a, a right hand to Hordak because he's extremely competent in this episode. You yeah. Know, no BS with him. He is, he's as threatening, you know, and as... um.
1: I don't, don't mean, do this, any of them. Well, hey, and you got to
0: see. Well, same so we're like General Sunder. You know, I mean, he's a character like General Sunder, where he's he's, he's respected.
1: Yep. Well, but at least where, that moment kind of, of
0: like, her. Enjoys what he does, whereas Sunder's doing it, you know, because he thinks he's doing his job
1: yeah and she moment i guess of getting knocked out led to then guess the villagers getting their bravery now taking control and bringing being brave enough to protect their town now they could see what to do so it all happens well, it's, it's,
0: it's a great moment to build up the heels it goes back to classic wrestling you you want to get this villain over is a great villain you have him you know take out she-ra
1: you know yes well that was well that was that episode it was it was a good episode uh it was one now that you know how you're always talking about your top fives. I really do put that in my top five of Prince. This oh, is in I my
0: episode. top five of your episodes, yeah. too. This, yeah, I love the trouble and Huntara they just because everything,
1: like I said, because the amount of stuff happening, just the character of Dalmug himself. And like I said, how he was portrayed, but it was just, it, I didn't feel like it was silly. Sure, every episode of a cartoon had, had silly moments, but it didn't feel silly like how some episodes of He-Man and She-Ra any of the cartoon would maybe be filled with those moments. This, I didn't feel like it. It just felt, it was serious. It had a really good message and people came together, did what they had to do at the end. So that was a good one. Duel it, Devlin. Oh good
0: story and it, it, it continues to play out because secret of the sword kind of tells its own thing whereas doett Devlin sets up the the big uh idea of the show is that to to, you know, to, to get the vill- to get the people who are being beaten down to rise up against the horde yes. and that's oh. what this thing
1: what does uh and the chat room JSP also did mention when you know we're talking about all that pile of golds and stuff and all the money he he said yeah he says that's because even the villagers know that taxation is theft. <laughs> so there you go.
0: Yes, yes it is well. I mean we're we're dealing with a, a group of douchebags who are just all about, you know, just taxing the hell out of everybody, man. I mean right. I, it's hard to imagine what they the things they do tax, the hoard. Like I mean we we think we 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 pocket some of the things that, you know, we are taxed. Can you imagine what the whore taxes on? They, they probably, you know, have, have taxes for like, um, you know, hey, your animal's crapped. You know, if you don't clean it up, we tax you.
1: Oh, probably everything. Heck, remember even when Darius, uh, earlier in the show, when he was just, I think, going to look for his daughter – Remember when the Horde troopers were there saying, and I think even uh, with Dalamook saying somebody, you don't have a pass to go back here. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You don't have a pass. So. You,
0: can't, you can't leave the village. It's under Horde, Horde supervision. So that's,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, but I'm sure most of them are just kind of made up on the spot. Anyway, they're given so much, so much power and control that they, I mean, Mantana could come up with his own tax if he
1: wanted to. They probably could. They all abuse their power, power corrupts. Yep. But well I, well, I want to thank for, like I said, the people that are in the uh, chat room, uh, GSP and grim Dagon, uh, Appreciate your comments and, you know, you, you know, asking questions and participating, you know, we appreciate that and hope kind of answered some of your questions and uh, definitely, like I said, at least your responses, appreciate
0: it. Yeah. We, we thank you guys for joining us and, uh, you know, let your friends know it's, it's always fun to have people in the chat room, you know, talking about what we're talking about and talk to us as, as we're discussing. So, you know, uh, talk to your, your friends and, cohorts and buddies on social media and just spread the word on that too we we, we encourage fan participation with the podcast because we don't we don't have a podcast unless you guys are listening to it so we want to make sure that people who are listening to are just as much part of it as we are
1: exactly that's why i mean we try to you know if we can you know as we're talking you know and looking at other things we'll try to you know look at the live chat and try to you know, acknowledge everybody that's there. We don't want to feel like, you know, we're ignoring you. And we apologize if we ever miss any question or maybe a a comment, you know, like if we apologize, but we try to get, you know, everything we can going back and forth. So, you know, we do, we appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy watching us every week because we enjoy doing this.
0: And we'll continue to keep doing it as as, as long as we're still on this planet. There you go. The He Man is, is existed on this world, so as long as we're here too, we'll, we'll continue to carry the big flag of Grayskull and and just uh, keep supporting the hell out of this and keep people's interest. And during these dark times where there's not a whole lot going on with He Man, so it's 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 pure Phantom that's keeping the podcast alive and and people listening. So people who do listen to this on YouTube and Podbean, iTunes, or uh, live, you know, you're a real fan. Because you're listening to a podcast when there's there's nothing else going on with he and you're listening because you just like hearing about Masters of the
1: Universe. Yeah, we just try to keep it fun from everything—from mini comics to cartoons to the toys merchandise, whatever it is. Just doing just fun hypothetical stuff. I mean, just trying to keep it enjoyable. I like you said, when there's nothing really going on, when there's no new cartoons, no new movies. I mean, of course, if that was happening, we'd talk about that too. But like I said, you keep this alive. There's thousands of characters to discuss. There's hundreds of episodes of the cartoons, the mini comics. Like I said, we just have fun. We just try to pick everything that we can. And, of course, then just improvise with other stuff like we did with video games or anything else. It's just fun. That's all it's about. And thanks, JSP and Grim. You know, Grim just said, you know, enjoyed the show, guys. We'll tune in next week. JSP said, keep up the good work, guys. Appreciate it. Like I said, we like having the participation this week. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Alright, well, T-Rex, how do you want to close it up on your end? Do you have any recommendations for episode? Uh, anything else, or what?
0: Uh, real quick, um, before I move to recommendations, I want to let people know who were expecting the X-Men Larry Houston. Um, in case you did not see the video feed from today, uh, we had technical difficulties on Larry's end um, with getting him into um, the, uh, the, the Google Hangout feed that we use. But uh, after a while of trying i, th- I think we've got it uh, worked up i talked i worked with larry for a while this afternoon and i think we got the technical difficulties all cleared up so um, we're going to be working on trying to get that rescheduled possibly as early as at the end of this week um not next week if this week doesn't work as san diego comic-con is coming up but uh, once we 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 get something cleared out to where Doug and, and and Larry and all, all three of us can, can get this set up. We will be rescheduling the interview and um, and just have a blast discussing his, his work on X-Men and other Marvel cartoons. But um, getting back to, uh, so just to let everyone know, it's still coming. Um, Good. And uh, as for my recommendation, my recommendation for this week, uh, keeping it in tight with Shira is uh, Unexpected Ally. And I, I don't. Don't think that I have recommended. I really try. I hope I don't. I don't
1: or, remember you ever saying that.
0: Okay, because um, I, I I mentioned General Sunder earlier, and um, that that's another. Uh, um, at, of course, as a kid, an episode I didn't appreciate. I appreciate it a lot more as an adult, with the great storytelling and a and a character that that uh, is defined to Horde act and switches sides that they throughout the episode. It was um, uh, it's it's goes to show I missed some really good writing in He-Man and She-Ra stories and th- this is a great one. I mean it's it's fun fun to depict General Sunder is a a hard ass with with a heart. But um it's uh it's 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 a great character development story. I don't want to get too preachy with it. It's just a great it's yeah. a great kick ass She-Ra story. He's a great character switch switches size and gives gives Hordak the finger. You can't see the finger there's the finger that's what he does to Hordak. He gives him the finger. He's had enough of it. And decides to turn on the Horde and, and, and leave and, and help Shearer and go do his own thing. And he shows up again in Return of the General. So, um, but that's my uh, my recommendation for this week. And um, I think i got anything else to mention. Yeah, I think I'm good.
1: <laughs> I think you're pretty good. All right. For Rated R, you just gave three birds to everybody. So there you go. Um What? I said, for, you know, this podcast being rated R. I guess you did because you just flipped this off. Yeah, well, you know, we we, we, just, we certainly keep up. And for people, when I if you when you
0: saw my my finger, or for our YouTube listeners, Podbean and and downloaders probably didn't see that. I gave the finger as a gesture to say what General Sunder does to Hortick. I'm not telling our viewers, you know. Oh,
1: I know. We know that. I know. You're probably- I'm
0: just verifying in case, you know. You're just it, flipping it, me just, off. somebody decides to send angry messages, I'm like, okay, then you didn't listen to the whole podcast and get that it was a reference to what General Sunder does. Well, you're not going to get that on any other He-Man podcast. You're not going to get to see— General Sunder giving the finger to Hordak. You know, you're not going to see that anywhere else except on a rated at all You know podcast.
1: what? And you know what else you're not ever going to see on anywhere else? share. Raid. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the Jason Dorb. See? His, his eyes are kind of like looking cute face, but he doesn't have a smile. So this is what the Dorb looks like right here for the Jason one. See, you can even make Jason Voorhees look adorable. What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? Oh, yeah.
0: You know what? You won't see... The movie Uncle Buck referenced on any other He-Man podcast other than right here.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, you, you won't ever see uh, Never I, I was going to live for something, but wait. You
0: won't, you won't see Buddy Christ on any
1: He-Man podcast. Wait a second. Ever. And you also won't see this Jesus Christ. Look, you won't see this Jesus Christ action figure. You won't. Jesus oh, Christ.
0: I've run out of Jesus Christ. You now.
1: also won't see, look, the Texas tornado, those little minifigures—you won't see nothing like that. We you
0: won't can not do- see Mister T on any other He-Man podcast. You hear that? You hear that? You see it?
1: You won't see this—this <sighs> this dusty old electronic laser glove that was for like back in the '80s at the time of Freddy Krueger. This thing would light up. I don't know. Wait, see—you can't. Can you see it? Look, look. It's kind of doing it. It's, it's light in here, but it, it does have the prism stuff that sparkles. So you won't see that. So there. We can do this all day, but we won't because we have to get off the air now. We'll have people wanting. Uh, like that. Like yeah, how much, yeah,
0: yeah, how much we... more
1: stuff do these people have? So, okay. Well, as for me, I want to tell you guys where to go. Go to com, Go to popculturenetwork.com Go to he-manworld.com. And on Facebook, go to Masters of the Universe, he and Shiro Ultimate Fan Group, all great and places. are
0: on Facebook as well. Both Joe and myself are on Facebook. For listeners, if you want to reach out to us and ask us questions, you want to on the show or something like that. Just, I'm just just reiterating, you finished that. I would just let people know that both you and I are on Facebook under our actual names. So
1: yes we are. So you can find us, yes, by our just regular names. Joe Amato, you can find me there. So, well, that's it. So, until next time, have a powerful day.
0: i want not you just back off, you string bean? You know, we could have left your worthless ass
1: back on the roof. Oh, God, I, this is five weeks in a row you stumped me. What the heck? Could, what is that?
0: What is it? you got to let me know. I don't know what it is. Oh, I, I thought you were just saying that. It's Kevin Bacon from Tremors.
1: Oh, Jesus, God. Of course. You, you know he's
0: mouthing off to, uh, you know, to Bert I mean, when they're stuck on the rocks. And he's like, so you two scripts haul us the way out of hell out here? Like, just back off, you string bean.
1: Great. They stumped me again. So, guys, me and Tyler got to manually pop turn off. So you might yes. see a minute of dead space of a logo spinning around. But see you next week, guys.
0: Later, guys.